Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join me are my co-host, Joseph. Yellow. And Jay Hugh. Cacao! Here to talk about uh, the real America's pastime, football, more specifically, football movies. Correct. Um, football, easily the most watched sport. I mean, the Super Bowl was last night or four nights ago from when this airs, the Go Chiefs kingdom, I guess. They put a whooping on the San Francisco 49ers. In Mostly the in the fourth quarter. quarter. And uh, 102 million people watched it. That's a lot of people. It is a lot of people. And Hollywood has decided to capitalize on the f- fact that people love football. And they've made a lot of movies about it. That's absolutely correct. Not all of them great. That's true. You know, we were, we've were we talked about doing a sports right. movie episode for a long time. And Joseph, you suggested doing a football specific one and at first i was like I, I, there's no way i've seen enough and then we start like listing them off and i'm like shit i have seen a lot of football movies i was literally going to be like when i got here i was like okay well this guy's on you guys because i don't think i've ever watched a football movie i've lots watched a lot of sports movies but never a football one but then when you guys started talking about it, i was like oh no i've seen lots of football movies. yeah yeah i forget that they exist but yeah. there's a ton of them out there i mean i saw just a lot of them in high school because mm-hmm. they were a thing that my teacher put on when they didn't want to teach us <laughs> that's funny uh, a lot of football movies aren't really about the football, though. Let's be honest. They're mm. about the things that are going on around the football. Right. I mean, there are certainly some on this list that aren't even about that. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> um, I'm just curious, you know, Joseph, I know you're a football fan, but Jehu, as a person who's not really like a sports guy, what's your attraction to sports movies? And what do you like? What what do you get out of them? Uh, you know, it's funny because I, I was thinking about not liking sports. You know, when we were talking about this, and uh, you know, I did watch some sports when I was younger. I watched a lot of basketball. I watched some baseball stuff like that, but I never watched football. And uh, I think for football, it's just because I I didn't grow up around it. Yeah. Like, Kentucky is a basketball place. It mm-hmm. is not a football. Place. You got UK. What else? Do you yeah, do? exactly. But yeah, I, I don't know. You know, they're usually they're usually pretty simple underdog stories that you know you. Oh, they can love a good underdog story. Put on and turn off your brain. But even the ones that we'll get into that aren't really like that, that are like sort of more darker behind the scenes ones. I don't know. I guess it's easier for me to enjoy like. Like if, if, you know, say something I care about, comic books. If we were going to do a, uh, if we if they were going to do a movie about the dark underbelly of comic books, I would get more defensive about what they got right and wrong because I know something about it. This, they can fuck it up all they want to because I don't know anything. It all, it all is real to me. Well, what's interesting to me about a lot of these is most of them are either A, historical fiction mm. or B, just fiction right there's not very many like actual there you i mean we will talk about a few but like none of it is like let's encapsulate this great season this team had and they overcame all these odds it's either a about the individual or b it's all bullshit right um and so it's it is weird that because i feel like we like miracle is a team movie yeah but you don't have that version in football or, or football movies. And it's just odd to me. I Yeah, I'm trying to think of like a a real life football movie right now. And the only thing I can think of is when like HBO did that one about Monday Night Football. Yeah. Which wasn't even about football. It was about sportscasters. So. Yeah. Well, let's get into the movies. There's enough about Sounds good. The background. Uh, we'll start with one that uh, I feel like is is probably the earliest one on our list, and also a more recent one on our list, and also one that later has Adam Sandler in it. Uh, the Longest Yard. Yeah, 
starring Burt Reynolds mm. originally. Yes, and, well, and, and and in the remake. Subsequently, um, this is a comedy. A yes, dark adult comedy. Yeah, it, it's a bummer. Yeah, um, I've never seen the original. I've, I've never seen, seen the yet. original, but I it was when I was a wee little youngster. Yeah, I I mean apparently popular enough for them to want to remake it. It's about a quarterback who goes to prison, and they make a prison league football team yeah. and fight against the guards or play against. They the guards. They play against the guards. I think it's funny that. Casting Burt Reynolds as a football player makes sense. One, he played football. Right. At the Florida State University. Correct. And uh, two, I mean, like, he's just a manly, macho, masculine dude. Right. Well, he was definitely the beacon of that in the 70s. For sure. Uh, so I don't really understand how in the early 2000s, you know, his his early 2000s equivalent was Adam fucking Sandler. Well, I think that I think that is more of reference to Waterboy than it is to anything else. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Adam Sandler played football. He's definitely I, like an he athlete. Did, but. He didn't. He maybe didn't to the level that Burt Reynolds did. But I remember a Burt Reynolds interview at the time, which I don't know if you guys follow Burt Reynolds, but everything he said was so fucking curmudgeonly during that era. But he, uh, but he said, yeah, the reason I agreed to this is because Adam Sandler's a jock. I wouldn't do it unless the lead was know, a jock. I know. I know that Adam Sandler is pretty good at basketball. Right. I would. Let's backtrack on Burt Reynolds again. He did play at Florida State University, but I'm pretty sure he like tore his Achilles his freshman year, right. lost his scholarship, and never played a down uh-huh. football again. Um, so he didn't do a lot. Right. <laughs> um, so it's weird to me he would be a curmudgeon about that mm. since he really wasn't. Right. Coincidentally, Burt Reynolds' college roommate was famed college football broadcaster Lee Corso. Interesting. Yep. Uh you know, I, I I don't see it on this list, but I also can't see. But one that kind of has a similar vibe, I would count Mash as a football movie. Ooh, interesting. Because you know, I mean, the main the main you know point of the plot is getting to that point where there's the football game and yeah. stuff. So you know, I like that movie a lot. I like that movie a whole lot. And I, I mean, you're right. I I don't really count it like that, but that is like the central thing in the movie is them trying to get to that point. I mean, I know it's also other things. Yeah. It's yeah, about yeah. really more about the Vietnam War than mm-hmm. anything, but you know, even though it wasn't set in Vietnam. Yeah. I didn't really fully mean to get started on comedies, but let's just keep going on it. You okay. mentioned uh, another Adam Sandler vehicle. That oh, he's yeah, probably Waterboy. more famous for is the Waterboy. Waterboy. Yeah, I don't remember how successful Longest Yard was when it came out, but Waterboy. I think the Longest Yard made money. It yeah, did, I mean, but I saw it in theaters. But man, Waterboy was popular. Yeah. Waterboy was a phenomenon. Uh, it reminds me a lot of like um, like a Will Ferrell movie before there were Will Ferrell that's, movies. That's fair. In that you know, it takes a topic we all like, it makes fun of that thing, and just gives us a million quotable lines. <laughs> And God, that movie is hilarious. That it's, is funny it's still movie. pretty good. It's uh, about I, what is, I don't know what the character's name. Adam Bobby Sam. Boucher. Bobby, that's just, damn right. Uh, Bobby Boucher, who is <laughs> he's in school and um, gets he can't control his temper. Yeah. He gets really angry. I think he goes to a community college, and uh, he sacks a teacher, and they find out that this guy could be a defensive end, and ends up you know changing the the, the football team all while dealing with. His very protective mother, who thinks everything is the devil. This is also, I think it was the last Adam Sandler movie before the spell got broken. Like, Adam Sandler still continued to make a lot of money after this. But this is the last one before people realize, oh, these are shitty movies. Yeah. You know, because Little Nicky was the next one after this. And everybody was like, 
Oh, little Nikki sucks. Yeah, you know? little Nikki definitely put the brakes on. I have an attachment to little Nikki because that makes I, a ton of sense. Because I saw it when I was twelve years old, yeah. and I think that was the appropriate age. I for mean, it. I don't think little Nikki's worse than any of the other ones. Sure. I just think it was the first time people realized we had the realization. Yeah, I I, I love the Water Boy. I definitely, if you made me choose between that or the Long Shard, I'm taking it. The other one. I don't care if it ever. I'll never watch it again. Yeah, it's Chris a, Rock is in it. Chris Rock is in it, and Chris Rock's fun in it. Most yeah. mostly to spoiler die mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Terry Crews is in it, and he's obsessed with McDonald's. Yeah, and I quote that dude's bits <laughs> a lot. <laughs> uh, one of the other good comics that doesn't have Adam Sandler in it. We'll, we'll debate whether it's good or not. I really loved it when I first saw it, and then I saw it again like two years ago, and. I feel like it's a bit of a product of its time. The replacements with Dude. Keanu Reeves and Gene Hackman and Fuck a bunch you. of other famous It's people. great. It was great in 1998 or whatever, and it is great today. I hate this movie, <laughs> but I've never watched it. I, I hate it exclusively for this reason. One of my favorite bands is a band called The Replacements, oh, and it's yeah. ruined the Google search results for them forever. It's always the first thing that comes That's up. That's reasonable. Man, why? what has dated about this movie? I'm curious. Uh... <laughs> Semi-true story, The Replacements. Right, uh, playing yeah. off the, the NFL strike of whatever year yeah. that was. It's about a ragtag team of, of uh, failed players and just people that get off the street to, uh, you know, play yeah. on an NFL play for, roster, play for, for the NFL. Professional football. Uh, I, I think uh, Keanu Reeves' whole thing is he was a great quarterback who choked under pressure. Yep. I can't remember. Was Gene Hackman the coach before yep. the like before the strike happened, or he get also? Ooh, it was just a player I strike, I think. So I think. Yeah, I think the coach is the same. Yeah. I think it's a player strike. Uh, it's got uh, which we're facing today. The until we get a new CBA. Yeah, so. we got uh, Orlando Jones, I think. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Who famously a goddamn nut job in real life? Man. Uh, and Reese Efuns as the European kicker, yeah, who he's just cannot so stop great. smoking. Yeah, he's, he's so great. He's really good at it. John Favreau's in this movie. He plays like That's a really right. angry fullback. That's right. It's yeah. not bad. Yeah. <laughs> when I think about it, it's is not it, bad. Is this the last Gene Hackman movie? Like before he retired? I don't know. He's. I can't remember if it's this or Mooseport. It's one of them. Yeah. Because he didn't. He did, you know, Royal Tenenbaums, and then he was like, oh, now I'll do comedy, because he'd been very resistant doing comedy. And then he did, like, these two, and then he was, like, done. Yeah. So, I, I love think, this movie. It's I mean, great. If, I think Mooseport was later than this. Okay. This this reeks of, of late 90s. Yeah, oh, it's super 1998. Yeah, like for really, sure. Yeah. Uh, I love this movie. It's okay. You know, I'm, I'm turning around <laughs> on it as I'm talking about it. Uh, so we're going to move on to uh, some more dramatic fare, I think. Some ones that definitely tried for drama and, uh, well, won Oscars for it. Uh, the Blind Side with Sandra Bullock. Is it a football movie? I would think it is. Yeah. I mean, there's there's not a ton of football in it. There's a lot of a white woman taking advantage of a poor black boy. Yep. In it. Um, I, I would say, you know, Michael Orr hates this movie. Yeah. Who the movie is about. Um, I, I don't... I don't know if the real story is as racist as the movie portrays it, but uh, I think the the Hollywood version ain't great. Right. Did he did he like the book? I don't know. His, I, I I don't know his affiliation on the book. I know after the movie, a lot there was a lot of popularity that he did not want. Because oh. I I've never read the book personally, but authors I really respect. One of them says it's his favorite book. Mm. So I, I I don't know. I've. Uh, I was going to bring this one up because, you know, it's 2020 and girls can like football movies, too. Uh-huh. And, you know, Sarah, when I told her we're doing football movies, she was like, well, that sucks. 
And she was like, bring up the blind side. So Because she loves the blind side? She liked it. She she likes Sandra Bullock. Is, is, yeah, is I, it, I do think Sandra Bullock is great is there, in this movie. Is it because she's she's so good at being a white mother that she gets a, a young, poor black boy into the NFL? Are you asking if Sarah's so good <laughs> That's at correct, being a mother? Yeah. Sarah's definitely not good at being a mother. It's, okay. it's, it's not a skill just, she's trying. I just wanted to know what what is her affiliation. We could perhaps get a cat into the NFL. Yeah. The, the, the real issue for anyone curious that this movie presents and that the uh ncaa actually investigated is that did they find this young boy who has talent and then coerce him to go to their alma mater so that they could be successful right that's the issue with a lot of it um they that hasn't been proven but um also, Michael Ward no longer plays in the NFL. He wasn't a wasn't a very good time. I mean, he stuck around for longer than average. Yeah, played for the Baltimore Ravens and uh, and the Panthers, I think, for yeah. a year or two. And this movie followed him into every locker room he ever stepped yeah. into. <laughs> uh, so another sad true story. I don't know if that's a sad true story. I guess he got to fulfill his dream. Just got to made fun of about it. Uh, but a real sad story is a uh, uh, We Are Marshall about a plane crash that killed the entire or not. The entire football team? Yeah, they all weren't on it, if I right. remember correctly. And um, football coach, you know, all the team. And so the Marshall community decided they were going to put another one together. And uh, they hired Matthew McConaughey. And uh, this is a pretty good movie. I mean, young Anthony Mackie, I believe, is in mm-hmm. it. Um, Jack from Lost is in yep. it. Uh, it probably is one, like, great movie role. Yeah. You know? This is a pretty good movie. I've only watched it a couple of times. I, uh, you know, little personal history. Uh, I did my first uh, stint in the life working in a movie theater in University Mall. Yeah. Uh, You know, that went away. Had another job that I fucking hated. So uh, then they opened up Dollar Theater in that same in that same mm-hmm. thing, and I made an incredibly emotional and stupid decision to go work at that Dollar Theater. Once I got there, I realized this fucking sucks. These people are shady. I don't want to do this. But instead of quitting immediately, I just kind of hung around and watched movies all the time. Like I did very little managing. I just would go in and watch movies. So I watched this movie a lot because it came mm-hmm. out that year. So and I I have a fondness for it, and I'm assuming another one that's going to be on this list just because of how many times I watched it. Yeah. I don't I don't know if it's good, but I have a personal attachment. I think this movie's better than Transformers. Yeah, it is better than yeah. Transformers. I, I haven't gone back and revisited it, but I remember really enjoying it. It's too sad for a sports it's movie. It's pretty sad. I say that yeah. leading myself into what I think is the saddest of the the football movies, uh, Friday Night Lights. Yeah, Friday. Night, which, every, based based on the novel, and then there's a, a spinoff TV, TV show. show that is much more popular than the movie. I think. But yeah, I've never watched the movie, but I've watched the show. I hear the show's great. The show is really good. Yeah, it uh, it's one of those shows that it kind of gets a little derailed by the writer strike. Yeah, but not to the degree like say heroes did oh, where it yeah. ruined it and yeah. shit like that but this movie's got uh a young garrett headland yep before someone made the mistake of trying to turn him turn him into a star and it's got the uh the main character from well you know whatever the white main white guy from tokyo drift who it turns out is terrible in everything else but it's pretty good in this movie right. yeah 
Isn't Tim McGraw in this movie? I think Tim McGraw. I think Tim McGraw is in this movie. I'm racist against all country stars because they are just the same person. Actually, I think he's Garrett Hudlin's dad. He's the bald guy. Yeah, it's it's Tim McGraw before his wife made him get fake hair. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a real thing that happened. Um, Yeah, I remember liking this movie. Again, a movie I haven't gone back and revisited, but I remember everyone's story in it is sad. Yes. Uh, it's, it was one of those movies I remember watching because I was like missing football and I was like, oh, this will be like something to, to remind me of, of why I like this sport. And it was not. It was just a real, real sad story about a sad town in Texas full of a bunch of sad people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that Peter Berg directed this, who is oh, if, yeah. if, you know, if Michael Bay was the everything's a dollar version of Tony Scott, then like fucking, uh, Peter Berg is the Dollar General version of Michael Bay. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I prefer Peter Berg movies. To oh, Michael I do Bay. too. Totally, I totally do. But, but you're he absolutely really right. Yeah. Wants to go for that look. Definitely everything from like Armageddon, Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. that generation of mm-hmm. Michael Bay, like heavily influenced Peter Berg. And he may have been in one of those movies. Right. He definitely seems like he would have been. And if you've watched a Mark Wahlberg movie in the last ten years. Probably directed by Peter Burke. Right, Those right. dudes love each other. Yeah, but there, yeah, there are some similar threads all between yeah. that and, and this movie. But that said, I think this is probably the actual best movie that's on this list. Ooh, disagree. Okay, well, we'll we keep, haven't gotten. We will keep going to it. Well, I'm assuming since we just brought up Mark Wahlberg, we might as well bring up Invincible. Okay, yeah. let's do it. I was about to say we're going to transition to what most people expect from a sports movie, which is a nice feel-good story. And where for rags to riches, underdog, whatever. Too bad Ian's not here because it's about an Eagles player. He hates the fuck out of this movie. He does. (laughs) Yeah, he does. (laughs) The best thing about this movie, and also I should say, this uh, this is the other one that came out during my Dollar Theater run. So I've watched this around six million times, but I don't have a fondness for it. The only great thing about this is there's a really awesome "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" episode based on it. I when I watched this movie the first time, I thought this movie really wants to be Rocky. Yeah. And uh, it's not very good at it. But it's about a guy who goes to a walk-on tryout to play wide receiver, I believe, for the Philadelphia Eagles, and somehow ends up making it. Right. I, I don't know that he actually played receiver. I think he played on the kick return team, if mm. I remember correctly. But yeah, I've watched this like one time. I didn't love it. I'm not a big Mark Wahlberg guy. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg is not an actor. <laughs> you know, he, he's made some... I mean... Boogie Nights is probably a top 10 movie for me, but it's not because of Mark Wahlberg's act. I stand by two guns, but that's yeah, about it. Say that's, two that's about it for yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. We'll go into, since this was probably Ian's least favorite movie because it disrespects Philadelphia, mm-hmm. in his opinion, we'll do his favorite football movie, even though he's not here. Any given Sunday. Uh, what's, what fuck, what's the fucking director of this? He did JFK. Oh, Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone. I hate all of his movies. I don't I, like the style of them, so I find them very hard to watch. I did not enjoy this movie. Oliver Stone, if there was a award given for most cinematography, he would win it every time. <laughs> uh, he's Watching his movies is like watching an episode of the 60s Batman show. There's just all the angles and the cuts yeah. and the flashes yeah. and something. Uh I'm really surprised this is Ian's favorite because I I love this movie too, but I think I love it specifically because I don't give a shit about football, so I don't care that it gets it so wrong. I thought football fans hated this movie because it gets it so wrong. I don't really care for this movie because I feel like it's way over the top. I feel like it it's... Is. It's overacted. I feel like the tension is way bigger than it needs to be. 
Um, and and again, to y'all's point, it's way too Oliver Stoney. Uh-huh. Having said that, I've watched it a few times, and I've you know, I will it's say okay. the plot of the very like first bit of the movie is very close to what happened to the Patriots in like the 2015 season, mm-hmm. where the uh, the aging, almost retired veteran is out for the game, and then the inexperienced backup comes out and immediately gets injured. And the young black third stringer yeah. who is not expecting to pl- come in and play quarterback comes in and has to save the team, uh, which is uh, is it Jamie Fox in this movie? I think yes, it is Jamie. Yeah, Fox, and uh, and Dennis Quaid is is yeah. the aging quarterback. Uh, but we had a very similar thing happen yeah. to us. <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't know if you guys rem- remember much, but there was a lot of drama behind the scene on this movie. Is there? And apparently, Jamie Fox came on and he was going for it as being that guy in real life uh-huh. and him and LL Cool J butted heads got it I think they got into a fist fight on set and shit so I was interested in this movie when it came out just because of that shit but yeah as far as the overacting definitely everybody looked at uh looked at Al Pacino and was like hey let's just all do that yeah that's Al Pacino, <laughs> yeah, Al Pacino is going oh hard I do think actually Jamie Foxx is really great yeah, in this movie yeah. But I think Jamie Foxx is really great in almost everything. I think this was, but I think this is the point where you were like, "Oh shit, that guy's an actor." Because right. I think this was before Ray, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, like at this point, it's like, "Oh shit, this isn't just that guy with the kind of weird mouth from Living Single." Or which yeah. one was Living Single? The sitcom he was on. I know he's on in Living Color. I don't remember. I know he. I, I knew he did a movie called Booty Call that I love, but is not good. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyways. Um, but yeah, I, I like this movie a lot. I'll definitely say better than Transformers. I'm going to say this movie is better than Transformers, but uh, I'm not in a rush to rewatch it. Yeah, I don't like any Oliver Stone movies, so this one's worse than Transformers for me. Also, we just decided to start rating them these this way. We've been doing it off and on. Off, sure, whatever. Uh, and that brings us to probably two of the most famous football movies of all time. I'm going to start with Rudy. Yeah, I've never seen this movie. You've I've never, Sean I've aggressively it. not watched. Oh this my movie. god, guys! This is. I mean, this is. If if Sean Astin had a claim to fame besides being a fucking hobbit, it's oh, this movie. Fuck yeah! I it's, mean, it's almost an unintentional spoof of the underdog right. story. Yeah, about you know Sean Astin is Rudy, who just all he wants to do is play football, but he's not big enough, he's not smart enough, he's not fast enough, but he just has all the heart in the fucking world. Uh, grit. He's got so much grit. Uh, and it's, you know, the whole movie is just him trying real hard and people saying no to him. And eventually he just gets one little shot to play on the field and it turns into a big thing. And he gets a fumble and runs into the end zone. And it's magical. It's very ridiculous. It's well, very saccharine. Because in real life, all that heart would have got him paralyzed. Correct. You yeah. know, uh, I do. Remember, I do. One thing I do remember about this movie, it's the film debut, I think, of Vince Vaughn and John Favreau. Wow. Oh, yeah. I think they play like background characters in or something. I might be wrong about that. I might be thinking about totally the wrong movie. But I think I'm right. This movie takes place at Notre Dame. Right? That's correct. Yeah, that's why I avoided. I hate Notre Dame. It's a, it's a good movie to watch if you've never seen a sports movie before. Because it's it's like... It is the archetype. Yeah. Right? For, well, it created it. Correct. Yeah, it, it's the birth of that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but I think that'll bring us to what I think perfected this archetype, and what is is to me the unmatched football movie forever, unless something really incredible comes out. Remember the Titans. This is the best football movie. Absolutely. Uh, this movie is amazing. Uh, Denzel, in my opinion, I you know, Training Day is fantastic. This is his best movie, in my opinion. Wow. Every scene he's in, he's just like commanding. 
and he's both at this he's both like serious and dramatic while also having this humor to him the whole time he's fantastic the plot's great it's just so much fun it's, i love remember the titans it's one of those movies where again it's it is like super by the numbers you know but it ju- it's just executed so well and the characters are so likable that it doesn't matter like it's just it's the best possible version of this story yeah. He's when, from California, y'all. Yeah. He's, no, he's from California. When did this movie come out? Uh, I'm going to say 2002. I'm going to say 2001. Just to be like. Because I, I, I don't... I don't remember Price is right me, bitch. I remember it's good, but I don't remember a lot about it. 2000. Two, damn, I, I wanted to say 2000, yeah. but I was a pussy. Um, so the reason, the, the difference between you and I, and maybe Christian... Is that again? If if there was a day at school and right. during, during this right. isn't like one class. This was like me from middle school through the end of high school, mm-hmm. where anybody didn't want to teach. Yeah, it was fucking remember the Titans. Right. I've seen Remember the Titans at least fifteen times. Yeah. Um, the only other movie that I watch that much is Drumline because our band oh, teacher loved fuck Drumline. You. <laughs> oh, what a sacrilegious movie. Um, the so remember the Titans is really great because it's about the desegregation of a Virginia school, right? And uh, the and how this community came together over a football team, and how they hired a African American coach was the first in the state, and all in the first season they won the state championship, and uh, and overcame racism, yeah, and they beat racism. Yep. Um, I don't. I've heard. Some questionable things about how truthful the film is. I don't care. It makes me feel good. I like it. That's what it's there I, for. I, by and large, don't care how truthful movies are. You yeah. know? Like, like you know, I don't know. Unless you're saying something that's really harmful to, like, a person's legacy, I don't give a shit. I only care when it's movies I dislike. And then I use that as further reason to dislike yeah. that movie. I, I, I think I'm on board with that. Uh, so this has got a bunch of people in it. Oh, that, that, so many people. You know, whose careers well Ryan awesome. Gosling. Ryan Gosling is in this movie. No hands. We've got no speed. <laughs> uh, it's got uh, Donald Faison from Scrubs. He plays Petey. It's got that one guy who's like the like everybody's best friend or second man who's the other coach. Whose name I cannot remember. Oh yeah, he's in Armageddon. He's in everything. He's in... Oh, is it Will Patton? Are you guys talking about Will Patton? Maybe blonde, bald, balding, kind of blondish. Always has like five o'clock shadow. Maybe that's not the guy I'm talking about from from uh from I Armageddon. I just had it brought up, so bring it up again. I think it's Will Patton. It's definitely Will Patton. It's Will Patton. For Will sure. Patton was in everything as the second guy for a while. And now you hardly ever see him in anything. The last thing I remember seeing him in was the last Halloween movie. Ryan Hurst, Hayden Panettiere. Yeah, I know. I didn't even remember that she was in this. Yeah, she's like real young in it. Yeah. Uh, Wood Harris, who, you know, I feel like Wood Harris should have gotten more off of this. Mm. Yeah. And not not saying I like him in his small TV roles Mm. here and there, but I don't know. I I think that guy deserved a shot. Mm. Yeah. No, I I love this movie. And, uh, oh yeah, and uh, notably, just because... I don't know, recent news events. Uh, Ethan Supley Man. is in this movie. Who's, what a transformation. Yeah, he was the big, the big fat guy from every movie from like <laughs> 1999 till 2007. Yeah. I'd go back to like 94 because he was the fat guy in Mallrats. That's right, he was. Um, now he's Jack. Who has recently lost a fuck ton of 250 weight. pounds. And yeah, he is crazy Jack. Good for that guy. I yeah. have not seen that. That's crazy. 
Dude, he looks like a Navy SEAL. He looks like he kicks. <laughs> he some looks like asses. he ate a Navy, Navy SEAL. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, love this movie way better than Transformers. And uh, and I I believe that will probably top us off because it is. Remember, the Titans is the pinnacle of football movies. Yeah, uh, at us. I, I I'll take you on. I the reason I asked when it came out is because I was trying to figure out if maybe it was the influence of that time when I was working at that dollar theater. Because, mm-hmm. like, every movie was a was a football movie at that time, and I've always tried to figure out what was the, what started that trend. But I guess it wasn't that. That would have been too far. Yeah, I mean, it was still really widely popular. I don't... That's what, that's what I'm interested in. I, I my, uh, my parents don't remember it being, like, popular when it came out. Not that they would are super in tune with that, but... Uh, I don't, I, you know, I don't know if, if it was a box office success or if it was just one of those things where it just kind of bled into society once it really got released on on VHS, right? Yeah, because I mean, it is. It's it's it, it's a feel good movie that anyone can watch. Yeah, my extremely conservative mother in law loves this movie. I mean, really? of course she does. Yeah, because at the end of it, they solve racism. Racism <laughs> is over. Problem solved. Correct. Uh, yeah. Is there any more? It's still a great movie. Uh, you know, there's other things that Varsity may Blues. Been... Varsity Blues. Do you want to talk about Varsity Blues? It's funny, but I feel like Varsity Blues would have been a better movie if a horror movie broke out in the middle of it. It's very horror movie. It's like a horror movie cast. There's the yeah. TNA, and it just seems like it seems like it would have been cool if somebody would have shown up and started killing people. They could have killed John Voight. That would have been fun. I'm surprised we haven't had a CW remake of this show yet. That's a real good point. It's so fucking CW. Yeah. Um, you put one on here, and I'm just curious to hear your opinion. Jerry Maguire, football movie or not? Oh, man, that's hard to say. I would feel like... I feel like if any given Sunday's a, a football movie, so is this. Because it's really more about the behind the scenes. Yeah, it's about the agent yeah. than it is about... And it's a love story for the agent. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it counts. I mean, and don't get me wrong, I fucking hate Jerry Maguire. But uh, but I feel like it counts. I have a friend who does like public speaking, and uh, he always uses a Jerry Maguire quote in like all of his speeches and it's super annoying right? super annoying i mean is it because he loves it or hates it he just finds that there are really relatable moments in it mm-hmm. and that he, he's like you know if i'm trying to explain a concept i can use this bit from jerry Maguire, and he's like everyone's seen it and to his defense it does work <laughs> it just pisses me off when i hear it we haven't had one in a while. I feel like it's been a hot minute. It has I mean, been a hot minute. You know, there's two rock football movies, and we didn't bring up either of them. That's true, because nobody's seen them. Uh, I saw both... the one about the kids in prison with Exhibit. No, the Gridiron, Gridiron Gang. Gang. Yeah. That came out that same football summer I'm talking about where I worked at the Dodgers. I remember liking that movie. It's okay. That's a true story. Uh, and then there's that, that bizarre one where he's a football dad or something. Yep. The strange thing about that is The Rock lost weight to be in that movie. He was big as a fucking house, and he was like, oh, I want to be a movie star, so I think I need to thin down, and then he did, and then the first part he got was as a fucking football player. Yeah, I mean, football players don't have the mass that he does, and if they do, it's all fat. Right. I don't know that it's dying. I just don't feel like we've had one in a while, and, and I would be, I'm due for another one. I would enjoy another football movie. Oh, I, I would absolutely go see it. Another yeah. good football movie. There may be one I'm forgetting, but I feel like the next football movie we get, Nips is gonna hate. That's possible because there, there. If there's gonna be a football movie made of anything that's happened recently, it's going to be about the Patriots cheating. Oh, that's probably true. Because like the, I don't know anything about football, uh-huh. and I know that the Patriots are who's fucking. The, who's the guy that made? Um, 
uh, all the Will Ferrell movies and now makes serious movies made by... 100%. Is it Adam, Adam, Adam McKay? Okay, yeah. He's going to make one, 100%. 100%. Definitely making a Patriots cheating movie. But would it be? Because he can also kind of make it a dig at Trump. Yeah. yeah. There, there are so many options to choose from. Uh huh. I don't know. I don't feel like anyone's, anyone's willing to take that head on. You might do an allegory. <laughs> I will say, of all the sports, I feel like this one is the most mined. Mm-hmm. There are some great baseball movies, but like... Hockey, I feel like we may get in the generation of soccer movies. We kind of tapped into that in the early 2000s, yeah. but soccer's really growing in popularity in the United States. So we'll well, particularly now movies. that foreign box office is such a fucking thing, yeah. you know. Also famous for having a lot of behind-the-scenes drama, oh, which is yeah. most of what the movies are. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but that's football movies. Tune in. We'll probably do another sports movie, because I like sports movies. I do, too. They're a lot of fun. What do we watch, guys? I'll go first, because all I watched was Next Generation. Okay. All right. I watched uh, a lot of Next Generation, and uh, it's great. Oh, I also I restarted Critical Role, because I'm a fucking nerd, and I need something to listen to at work. And hundreds of hours you already listened to isn't enough. Yeah, for sure. How far did you get in uh, Next Generation? Were you? Uh, so I was actually a few seasons, a few episodes behind season three. I am like fifteen episodes into season three. All right. On. Cool. Um, so hopefully, um, I powered through a lot on Saturday, and then Sunday it was just all football shit. So um, I'll get back on the bandwagon. Uh, man, man, it, it's funny. Sometimes I wonder why I talk about shit on here because I know I'm talking about shit. That probably no listener is listen is interested in, and I don't even think you guys are interested in. But I'm gonna go for this anyway. I like it. So, um, so continuing on. Watching old soap operas on YouTube. A little bit of soap opera history here. Soap opera's biggest peak in popularity is very tied to disco. You know, everybody remembers that disco had that sort of tie-in with staying alive and how that became like a big cultural moment. But the most famous couple slash storyline ever in soap operas was Luke and Laura. And they were very tied into disco. So, uh... I'm in one of the soaps I'm watching right now, uh, Guiding Light. I'm in 1982. And Guiding Light, trying to, you know, catch that wave, introduced a uh, disco as one of their sets that, you know, one of the characters manages and their, you know, storylines happen in there. And they did it at almost the exact moment that disco was over. (laughs) So uh, they sort of did the best with it and turned it into a thing where, like, real musical acts would come on there and... And play. And most of it was about what you think. The guy who sang Key Largo shows up and everybody says his name a lot in the episode. And then he plays his song at the end and they act enthused. Wasn't really interested in that element of it. But I got to an episode where the fucking B-52s were on it. And it is so cocaine awesome. (laughs) Like, it's just great. And, you know, you know how... I'm not this person, but you know how like a lot of wrestling people, their favorite thing is to see behind the thing, see something that wasn't supposed to happen, happen. I think what I loved about this episode is you could see these people who had been pretending to care about these other acts going ape shit for the B-52s because it was just super fun. And, and, uh, I guess, I guess, the, I don't know, the reason I bring that up is that, you know, that's what you do this shit for. You're fucking shit that you're passing time when you die. The, where things come together and make you happy. And I was happier in that moment that the B-52 showed up in Guiding Light in 1982 that I didn't watch till 2020 than I probably have been in months. On that note, 
we'll go back to next generation. How many fucking famous people are just like in the background of that show? <laughs> no shit, right? Just like, doing little cameos. Yeah, like yeah. thirty years before they're famous. Yeah, like. Picard will say something to him. He'll push two buttons. And you're like, oh, shit. That was the guy who was like the general in all the Transformers <laughs> right, movies. Right, yeah. Like, he was in one episode of Next Generation. Yeah, like like the the warden from fucking uh, Shawshank Redemption yeah, is in it yeah, somewhere, yeah, yeah. you know. Bob Kelso is in Bob it. Bob Kelso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Bob Kelso is so much younger in that, yet still really old. He's still the old guy. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. wild. Yeah. yeah. He's also a total asshole in that episode. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Typecasting. Yeah. I watched a fair bit this week. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention that I didn't watch this week, I watched a previous week, is the uh, the Safdie Brothers short film they released after... Uh, Their Oscar snub. Yeah, after Uncut Gems did not get nominated for Best Picture or anything. Anything. No yeah. Uh, which is Gold Man versus Silver Man, which also has Adam Sandler in it as like a street performer, the the gold painted ones that pretend to be robot kind of things. It's like a turf war. Yeah. Uh, One of the brothers plays the other guy. Correct. And it's it's uh, I'm I'm recognizing the trend over three movies is that in their movies everyone is an asshole, but also everyone is sad, yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and that's the movies. Uh, but it's, it's fine. Yeah. Um. I watched 1917 earlier this week, which I came in on pretty negative uh, when I like before I saw it because I'm in my brain. I'm like, this is just Birdman, right. but with like a masculine tilt to it, right? Um, which I'm not saying it's not that, but it's also a goddamn technical marvel. Like I can't knock it; it's fucking incredible. The 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 just the scale of what they accomplished in this movie is really impressive. The one thing that did really bother me: the whole movie is about uh, two soldiers who are in in one trench encampment in World War One? who have to deliver a message to another trench encampment uh, in a different place nine miles away right. to stop an attack that's going to be an ambush. And the whole movie is, you know, told over two hours. And I don't believe this guy made it nine miles. And, like, the, the, amount, of time, the amount that I saw him run and occasionally ride places, I don't think he made it nine miles. <laughs> right. Personal opinion. Uh, but otherwise, it's it's pretty impressive. The performances are really great. It's pretty fun. There's just a bunch of British actor cameos of high-ranking British officials. It's it, it's a good movie. I, I I can see how it got nominated for for all the things mm-hmm. it did. I am kind of sad that the one of the the main two guys from the movie did not get nominated because he was particularly good. So I think it's George McKay, something like that. Uh, Is that the one from Game of Thrones or the other? He's one? the other one. Mm. He was really excellent in it. And then the other thing I watched is I rounded out all nine Best Picture nominees by watching Little Women. All right. And I am now officially better than you, motherfuckers. You're not. You're just more pretentious. <laughs> I'm better than you. Uh, Little Women. It's based on the the novel. I uh, I think. Have you seen? No, Ian's seen it. Yeah, Ian saw it. Um, it's good. I mean, uh, Sarah Ronan crushes it. Florence Pugh, who I didn't have a lot of experience with, also crushes it. Uh, what's her face? Uh, Emma Watson. Emma Watson's in it. Laura Dern is really good in it. Timothy Chalamet is really good in it. I will say, we talked about... the what about Meryl Streep? Meryl Streep's great in everything. Yeah. Um, we talked about... Also, uh, what's his name? Is it Chris Cooper? Yeah, Chris I Cooper. I love that guy. Yeah. Chris Cooper is uh, the best actor nobody knows his name. Surprising yeah. that guy's not in a football movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. He's <laughs> just made to play a shitty football coach, yeah. you know? Yeah, for sure. You know, we talked about the, the potential director snub for this. I'm okay with it, honestly. I, it was it was a well made movie and well acted movie, but there's nothing fancy about like the yeah. way that it was shot. 
to me. They do do it like over two timelines. But the biggest problem is it's supposed to be seven years apart. And none of those women look either seven years older or younger right. in any of the shots. Um, but yeah, it, it's good. It's better than Transformers. I, I think the, the acting noms are apt. They're appropriate. Mm. And then the final thing that I watched this week, which is ugh, maybe the last time I'll get to talk about it on this podcast, which is a real shame for me. Uh, the last eight episodes of BoJack Horseman came out uh, on Netflix and I watched them. It's a show that I've been watching since it came out, I think, since the first season, about an anthropomorphic horse in a world of mixed humans and animals uh, who is also a washed-out 90s television uh, sitcom star uh, who's got, just got personal and drug issues overall. Uh, it's a comedy. It's, it's real wacky sometimes, but it's also just, like, crushingly sad and introspective other times. I, there was no way this, this story was going to have a happy ending. I, I don't think anybody would have thought so. But I just like bawled the last two episodes, <laughs> and now uh, there's just like there's a sad hole in my heart, both from the content and the fact from that there's no more after this is over, and I'm uh, I'm real bummed out about it. But if uh, if you want some some comedy with some sadness, or you know vice versa, it's it's genuinely my favorite show. I highly recommend right it. Right on. But it's on Netflix, and uh, you get six seasons if you've never started it, and it gets darker every season. <laughs> Yeah, I tried it. I watched one season. I couldn't do it. I watched one season when I was having a real rough time yeah. and yeah. never went back to it. I might go back to I it I think now. you should. I think you particularly would enjoy yeah. it, but you should not be in too dark of a place right. when you watch right. it. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's it. Is that it? I believe that's it. All right. So this weekend on Sunday is the, the whatever year it is, Academy Awards. 91st. It was like a big year last year. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, we did our, our uh, predictions and snubs and uh, ana- you know uh, analysis a couple weeks ago, uh, and next week we'll be breaking down the results and talking about all the shit that they did wrong. So join us next week for that. Uh, in the meantime, thank you guys for listening. Please like and subscribe and tell your friends about the podcast. Uh, if there's any other football movies that we miss, which certainly there are, uh, you can tell us all about them at uh, realphoniesgmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at realphonies and on Instagram at real underscore phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for our and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later. Peace.